Are you tired of the non-stop hustle and grind? Welcome to Life in Business, the podcast for business owners who want success without sacrificing life. I'm Libby Langley, your host, award-winning, no BS, straight-talking business coach, Amazon best-selling author, and the queen of easy business. Join me to learn simple and practical strategies for growing your business, your profits, and your confidence, and for having fun too. Here's this week's episode. Hello, Libby Langley here for another episode of Life in Business. Thank you very much for joining me again. And today I'm going to talk about how you can build your perfect business. Because there ain't no point in being in business unless it's going to feel not always 100% perfect, but pretty good. Yeah, it needs to be the right business for you and it right needs to make you feel happy and you need to enjoy doing it. OK, they're kind of the fundamentals of being in business, I would say. And if you're not if you're not ticking that box, then you might as well get a job. <laughs> Definitely feels like you would be better being employed and having all the things and perks that go with being in employment. So which we don't want. Obviously, we want you to be hugely successful in your business. And there's lots of things that you can do. And this isn't just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I've been in business 12 years, right? So that you might think, oh, I've been in business for ages. I can't change things. This is what I do. And that is just isn't true. It just isn't true at all. Because I have been through mm, 467 iterations in my business since I set up in December 2011, I think, really. Maybe uh, 567. I don't know. It's a lot anyway, right? But the point is that you can kind of do what you want with your business, yeah? And the thing today that I think it's important for us to look at and us to focus on is kind of what is perfect for you, right? So I'm going to start with asking you a few questions like, what do you want from your business? Yeah? I mean, you want it to pay the mortgage, right? You want it to pay the bills. You want to it to afford you a certain level of lifestyle. Kind of the money side is a given, right? We know that this is a business and therefore it needs to earn, it needs to wash its face as, <laughs> as the expression goes. And it's important that that happens. It's important that you're earning the level of income that you want to. But it's way, way deeper than that. Way deeper than that. Having a business is such a personal thing. And it, I mean, it takes a lot of time, energy and effort. You know, it's not something that you just do for two hours a day and don't ever think about. You know, you might only actively work for two hours a day, as in like sit at your desk. But it is more than that. It's it's all consuming. It You eat, sleep and breathe it. You dream about it. Everything. Yeah. A business kind of is, is it, business is life. Right? <laughs> so your business kind of seeps into ev- to everything and it's got to make you happy. And I just need to do a little caveat on that because um, I've talked about boundaries in previous episodes, and maybe it's time that I do another one. I'm not talking about having loose boundaries here. When I say your business kind of seeps into everything, that does not mean that you respond to clients 24-7. It just means that as an entrepreneur, you are thinking 
about ideas, about ways to do things, about how to make it better, about what you can do next. All of these things you're thinking about all the time. And that's that's what I mean. I mean, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we, we're great idea generators. And it's so your brain kind of never quite switches off from from that but that's very very different from having loose boundaries or no boundaries where people are just in you know in your space the whole time okay important to emphasize that so what do you want from your business what is it that you want your business to to be to do to provide for you and that can be kind of, I suppose, values-based and what ethos, beliefs-based, but also in terms of emotional stuff, what you get from it, okay? So we're not talking practicalities here. We're talking about the feelings with everything. And this is kind of a bit woo, which is, you know... Unusual for me, I'm very good on the practical side of things, but this stuff matters. You know, I mean, I do talk about happiness happiness a lot, and I think it really matters because the more you feel like your business is encapsulates, is that the right word? Um, you, or epitomises you, the easier it's going to be to crack on, right, <laughs> and get stuff done. So what do you want from your business? You can talk in practical Calities of how many hours you want to work and that kind of stuff. But what about the feelings that you wanted to bring about? See, freedom might be one, you know, freedom to perhaps work from where you want, to travel when you want, to watch Netflix when you want. You might want that. Um, you might want the financial freedom or financial potential that it brings for you. But what about things like excitement and enthusiasm? For me, they're quite important things. I mean, I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time at home on my own, in my own space. But actually, because of the way my my brain is, because of my um, neurodiversity, I get bored so easily, really easily. And so the there needs to be some level of excitement in in what I'm doing or oh, I'm just never going to do it. It's going to it's going to sap the life out of me and be totally and utterly depressing. So that's so I don't I don't um you know I can't just do the same thing the same thing day in day out. Structure and routine is important to a certain extent. It is important, but it's also it's got to be there's got to be something that's kind of interesting. And that can be you know, if you need excitement in your business too, that can be the kind of clients that you work with or the way that you deliver what you're delivering, the way that you provide your services or the fact that you can take every Friday off and go, you know, skydiving, whatever. There's got to be this kind of balance that keeps you that keeps you going and keeps you fueled. because if you lose that, you lose your mojo and you lose your, your momentum. So that's, that's really important to me particularly but there's things that I've mentioned momentum you know that's I kind of one thing I like about being in business is that you can you can when you're on a roll with something you can scrap everything else and just focus on that and you can do that instantly and it's quite that it that in itself is quite exciting and quite motivating I think it's like whoa yeah this is a path we're going down and this isn't about shiny object syndrome and changing your mind every five minutes and adding more 
offers in and services and confusing everybody. But this is about kind of focusing on what's working now. Because when I first started my business, what I did just wouldn't work now. Oh my God, I'd love it if it did, but it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't, wouldn't work now. It's the market of kind of training, coaching, those kind of support services like that is much, much more saturated than it ever used to be. I mean, when I first started my business model, when I first started, I've always done one-to-one work, always done one-to-one. So one-to-one sessions with people, um, one hour, half day, whatever, always done that strategy work, marketing and business strategy. And I've also done training, as in standing at the front of a, of a classroom training people. I've always done that. I'm qualified in the, to be a, as a trainer, as a tutor. And I have had memberships and I have had online and in-person memberships. I've run lunch and learn sessions. Um, actually, something popped up on my Facebook memories today about somebody saying how much they loved my lunch and learn sessions. And I think it's six or six years since I last um, I last ran any of those. And they were great. And I used to do them once a month on a Monday, I think, at a beautiful country house hotel near where I used to live and would find it pretty easy each month to get 20, 25 people in the room. Uh, and that's not even that is not as easy as it used to be. Um, it was, I can't remember how much it was. It was a nominal cost of something like 30 quid. I can't, I can't remember. And you got, um, got a bite to eat, did a bit of networking, and then I did some training on something. But it, you know, that, that in itself might not work in the same way now because of the pandemic and people don't go out the same. And there is just a lot more kind of competition for this stuff. And you can do stuff like that online too. And even the training, gosh, I used to run loads and loads of workshops, my own workshops, thought nothing of getting 40 people to them. And really, the way I promoted them, I might put something on social media, might send out an email, probably would do both of those things, but, you know, like once or twice, and would give out flyers at networking meetings. Used to get loads of people to come to them. Wouldn't happen the same now. It just, it kind of just wouldn't happen the same now. And part of that is because so much more is online now. Um, so much more is online. So we we sign up for, I don't know, webinars and training programs and all that stuff. And they could be based in, I don't know, wherever, tech, Timbuktu, it doesn't matter anymore. But the going out, kind of leaving the house, going out thing, and the extra time that that takes and the commitment that that takes it doesn't happen the same way. And there's a lot more funding about as well now. So some things that you used to have to pay for, now you can access for free funded through your local chamber of commerce or something. So again, it's changed. The world has changed. And I'm not saying that you can't do any of these things that I used to do. Of course you can. Um, but it But it isn't necessarily as easy as it used to be. It was easy. It was easy to get people in a room. It didn't take much effort. It was easy to get people to to pay for stuff. Uh, you know, just, it's kind of just, the, the world has changed. The world has changed. And also, I mean, in that time, I've changed, right, too. So um, what I used to find fun and interesting, I don't necessarily find fun and interesting in the same way because I don't want to be um, talking about the same things that I was talking about in 2009 when I first ran my social media workshops when I when I had a job. So you've kind of got to, um, you know, if you if if you're aware that things are different, 
it's not that everything's become harder. It's that things are different. You're different. You're older. You have different expectations. And I say the world's the world's changed. In the last four years or so, have been been a bit weird. But so I've done all that. So I've run. I've run qualifications, I run a BTEC in social media for business, I have run online and offline memberships, I've run group programs, I've run masterminds, I have done a bit of passive income stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure there's many business models that I haven't tried <laughs> over the years. But I think that that's great. It, it, and it helps me to help you in the things that I say. It ha- certainly helps me to help my clients because chances are I will have been there and done it. I even owned a franchise once. This is before I before this. I can't remember how long ago that was. 15, 16 years ago. I had a brief foray into self-employment, employment there only for a year before I went back into, into education. But yeah, so there's lots of things and lots of different business models. And for me, by trying all of these, I know what works for me, but I've also got so much experience that I'm able to offer support and guidance that lots of people wouldn't be able to do because they don't they haven't been in the in the weeds of it all, right? And they haven't experienced it all. And I think my favorite thing that I've ever done my favourite, favourite, favourite thing. Oh, I used to also organised some events. I had ran some social media awards. I did that three times. They were lovely and glitzy. Um, and again, that was at this time of year because my the photos were popping up um, on my Facebook memories too. So that's kind of fun. That was great. That was really fun. But I think my favourite thing that I've ever done is speaking at events. And I really like being on stage. <laughs> I really like being kind of able to impart information like that and and help quite a few people at once with stuff. I just, I find that really, I find it really rewarding. And I also find it kind of detached. So I'm not directly involved, but I know I can make a big difference, if that makes sense. So I, yeah, I really, I really like that. And I guess that's why I like doing this podcast so much, because it's sort of a similar thing on a, on a, much smaller scale and I can't see you I can't see you I can't put my light my hand over my eyes to shield the bright lights in the auditorium and see all your lovely faces but um, I just have to trust that you are there so it's interesting isn't it that the things that we do are not necessarily the things that are our favorite things to do and they're not necessarily the things that bring about the emotions that we want so for you in your business, you might it might be really important to you that you're creative, that you're adventurous, or it might be really important that you're balanced, you're, you give back and you have loads of security. You know, everybody has different emotions that are associated with their business and the things that their business needs to give them, quite frankly. Because whilst you are your business... Most of you will be um, solopreneurs or very small business owners. So, you know, there is a lot of you in your business. You're not defined by your business, right? What your business is doing or not doing or achieving or not achieving is absolutely zero measure on you as a human being. So it's important to have that kind of level of detachment, really, in, in business. It's very easy to oh, it's all my fault, I'm not doing it right, um, 
I can't do that. My imposter syndrome is rife and so hard to do anything. That's not about the business, right? You know, the, the, the business is kind of, doesn't have thoughts and emotions and all of, and all of that. So the business is just an entity that cannot cause or should not be able to cause pain or suffering or, or anything. It's about you within the business, where the emotions kind of come in, right? It's what you get from the business. And it is quite hard to separate that, that, that sometimes because I, I am my business, right? It's it's even, my business is Libby Langley. My website is LibbyLangley.com. I'm Libby Langley on, at Libby Langley on Instagram. I'm Libby Langley on LinkedIn. I just, you know, it's everywhere, right? But there is kind of a different, a different me in the business. And I know that business me is, doesn't, doesn't kind of determine my any anything about me it doesn't determine my future happiness or or anything it's a vehicle that allows me to craft the life that I want and give me the that excitement the enthusiasm the momentum that stuff that's really important to me it's kind of you know if you think about it it's like gamification right it just make it a lot easier so it's like ooh, what shall I play with today um and it's not about frivolity that because you might have a very kind of serious type of vis- business, but still you've got to enjoy it, right? You've got to you've got to enjoy what you're doing. And also for you, perhaps there's a legacy element to it, or um, an exit. There's an exit goal, so it might be that you want to build your business up and sell it. So I've got I have a client currently who is um, starting out on the roads of being a franchisor. She's got, I think, 10 franchises that she's sold this year, which is incredible growth. Amazing. And we're working on kind of scaling, scaling that and getting more, getting more franchisees on because she has the goal to build it and sell it. And that's great. You know, that's a focus. That's a that's a kind of business model that suits her. And that's her perfect business. You don't have to embody this forever if you don't if you don't want to it's okay to look at this is what I'm going to do for the next 12 months and then maybe I'll do something slightly different with it and certainly I would say that I change I don't change what I do but I perhaps change the vehicle in which I offer it so like the coaching products and services um yeah probably at least once a year I tweak stuff for sure and that isn't necessarily the best way to do it <laughs> because <laughs> there is longevity but I, I need to keep tweaking and finding what works for me and what my client clients work and as as I develop as a as a business owner and as my clients kind of change and evolve and a different group kind of comes out as being the people who are attracted to me they might want something different and they might want something delivered in a slightly different way and that's all cool but it's about making conscious decisions here that's what really is really important so that's thinking about kind of what emotions you want from your business and what matters to you. And then you can look at the practicalities, right? The type of business, the business model that's going to suit you. So there's, if you're delivering a service, then there's one-to-one, there's group, there's done for you, there's done with you, there's here's the information, go off and do it yourself. There's speaking, there's long-term work, there's one-off. There's short-term, there's online, there's in-person, there's on your own, there's part of a collective, 
there's a part partnerships, there's within teams, there's lots of different business models that you can use. And this is kind of really why um, I'm not too fussed ever about competitors, right? I mean, if you just look, you know, if you Google business coaches, there's a million and one, just ridiculous, right? But it can mean all sorts of things. And, you know, accountants, the same solicitors, there's a million and 50 of those, right? But everyone is different. There's a slightly different way that the service is delivered. There'll be a different pricing structure. There'll be different personalities. Some will be very traditional. Some will be very um, a future, future focused. There's no right and wrong in any of this. There are very big differences always. And I've always kind of worked with other people who on the surface seem to be doing exactly the same thing. But it, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. And one partnership for me that's particularly useful is people who do more touchy-feely coaching and emotional coaching, because I love the practical stuff, right? I love the numbers. I love the structure. I love the time blocking, the, the freedom away from work, all that kind of practical stuff that I can help, put into, help my clients put into place. I'm really less keen on the emotional side of things. I mean, how you feel about your business is massively important. And obviously I've talked about that, the, you know, what kind of buzz or um, security you get from the business, but not, I don't want to know about your trauma, really. I don't, that's not for me. So a good partnership, a good partnership for me is somebody who, who deals with that side of things. So I can refer to them, they can refer their business clients to me for the practical stuff, and it works really well. It's a really, really good balance. But on the surface, we could be seen to be doing pretty much the same, the same thing, right? And another partnership that's really good for me is franchisors. Like I said, I've got a client um, working with one client who's a franchisor. I have other clients who are franchisees. But franchisors are great partnerships for me because... I can then work with their franchisees to help them then be better business owners. And so they make more money. So the franchisor makes more money. So it's great. It's a, it's a really super partnership for me. And nobody, you don't feel like you're competing with people because you're working as part of a team. So there might be tr tweaks that you can make in your own business where you think, do you know what? It'd be really great if I could partner up with X, Y, Z, because it's mutually beneficial. It saves us both loads of marketing work if we're just referring, if we're referring people onto, onto each other. And actually, there's kind of strength, there's strength in that and these kind of strategic partnerships, I think, as well. And it stops the, there is, you know, there's potential for loneliness in business, okay? I said before that one thing I really love doing is I love speaking on stage. I've been a keynote speaker at various events, lots of events over the years, um, and it's something that I'm keen to do more of. So if you've got an event coming up, annual conference, let me know, and I can talk to your people about business. Amazing. But I like doing that, and I, so I kind of like being in the room, the energy of being in the room, but I spend 90% of my time at home on my own. I do. I, you know, I spend an awful lot of time. And my clients are mostly Zoom. 
apart from people I do VIP days, CEO days with, where we spend a day together somewhere. But the majority of my work is done online. And so it's nice to be in a space where there are other people and do the talking on stage and talk to people afterwards and get all that excitement and connection and fizz and all that. But I wouldn't want to do it every day. I couldn't do it every day. It'd be too tiring for me. So knowing how and also it would lose it it's excitement right if I was doing it every day I'd be like, oh my god I might as well just be a teacher and get a lovely pension but it's <laughs> it's um yeah you've got to do kind of what what fits and because if you love something but if you do too much of it you'll stop loving it then you've got to put those boundaries and balance in place in your business so that you don't get bored and decide to break your business and do something completely different um yeah so and also thinking about who the clients are that you want to work with right thinking about your ideal clients who you want to work with the pricing structure that goes with that do you want more people at a lower price or do you want fewer people at a higher price that's your choice to make and what kind of team infrastructure do you need in order to be able to deliver your business and you might need some tech support. You might need someone to build you, well, I don't know, build your website or build some, do some email marketing, do, do build some tech stuff. And that's great. You know, that's that's fine. You might also want a VA to take some pressure off you. I've got a VA and she's doing some really great work for me, actually. Uh, rather than doing everything yourself, you know, accountant. I've had an accountant since day one. Even though the numbers is something that I really, I really, really love, it's like I can't be bothered to do my own tax return because there's, there's like nuances in that that I don't really know what they are, and so it's better to just kind of outsource stuff to people. But these are all decisions that you've got to make about how your, how to make your business perfect for you, and the for you is so important. What I've done won't be right for you, or might not be right for you. But what I've done might be something that you can adapt so that it is perfect for you. Or you might think, oh, my God, no, I can't change my mind that often. I need to do the same thing and do it really, really well for the next 15 years. Amazing. Go for it. But make sure um, that you're as profitable as possible. So <laughs> it's entirely up to you. But your perfect business is your perfect business and your happiness is all that matters there is no right or wrong way people like me can guide you and support you and ask the right questions to help eke out what really does matter to you and then help you put the strategy in place to implement that but ultimately it's got to all come from you it's got to be your business and your way so I hope that you've got a little spark there from there and there's a few things that you might be able to change or adapt. It's been fun today. I've enjoyed talking about this and I'm going to see you next week. So lots of love. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.